0: 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. Yay. By the meekness and gentleness of Christ. You know something's coming, don't you? When somebody starts, by the meekness and gentleness. You know it's going to be by the meekness and gentleness, there's going to be quite a strong poke coming I appeal to you I Paul who am timid yeah right when face to face with you but bold when away so Paul suffers from the same thing as the rest of us you know we don't like confronting straight on but we'll write an email that is a bit harsher won't we we all come on we all do that don't we we're all a bit we're we're slightly we're much more polite face to face I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. Ouch. Please pray for me that I don't have to kick so many bottoms as I think I need to kick when I get to you. That's what he's saying, isn't it? (coughs) Keep going. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Come back to that. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. This is when I do the Living in Freedom teaching. People say, where do you get the word stronghold from? I go, well, it's good enough for Paul. It's good enough for us. Lord, would you open our eyes to your truth? Open our ears to your voice. Open our spirits to your transforming power. Amen. Corinth is a church divided. I follow Paul. (coughs) I follow Apollos. I follow. There's probably there's probably more than he writes. I follow Bill Johnson. I follow the Archbishop of Canterbury. You know, whatever it is. I follow. I follow. What's the bottom line? I follow Jesus. And if Jesus Paul always said, you know, if Paul always said, if I'm not agreeing with what Jesus says, it's not true. It's all about Jesus. <clears throat> and actually, I've heard Bill Johnson say that. I've heard so many great Christian leaders say that. If I don't agree with, if what I'm saying is out of kilter with the scriptures, then ignore me. It's the scriptures that matter, it's what Jesus is saying is matter. And this is what I say about all the challenging stuff that we've done over the last seven years. If anybody proves to me any bit of living in freedom, one or two, is not biblical, I will change it. Normally what I've had to do is make it stronger. (laughs) Because it is deeply biblical. All of it. But back to verse one, if we can. The context is of a party divided church that doesn't mean you know they can't decide which party to go to that means they've got this I belong to this I belong to that The leadership have been away this week the, the staff and we try not to use the word staff the ministry leaders are the people doing stuff or heading up stuff and uh, one of our number had a picture had a vision in fact well everybody had revelation we'll come to that when i'm finished talking but they had a picture of people lots and lots of people and they saw many many faces of people at church and they not so they weren't you know they didn't see richard and say oh it's all richard's fault and nothing like that they just saw a huge variety of people that was the the, the thing of seeing people's faces and they were queuing up to get robes doesn't mean you're all going to be ordained. You're all going to be ordained. Don't panic. Um, but Jesus had a robe to place on every one of us. And as they came towards the queue, they were handed things by other people. Hats. And they put these hats on. And the hats had their affiliation on it. Music group, PCC, home group, 8am, Beacon, youth group, (laughs) they're all, well, you're not part of the youth group anymore, Joe, no, that's fair enough, I'll let you off, how's uni going, uni going well, good. good, you're enjoying it? in Sheffield? Everybody's in Sheffield, aren't they? Brilliant. Well can we can we just keep praying for you? Anything in particular? Reading, there's a lot of reading. There you go. For physics. He should have done physics. Don't brilliant, brilliant. Say hi. To, there's thousands of them up there, aren't there? Say hi to all of them if you see them from us. Send them our love. What was I saying? The hats. And because of they've got these hats on, they're then going, they've got this hat on, and they're fiddling with the hat. And, and they end up putting a hat on and walking past what Jesus has for them because they're more concerned about the hat that they're wearing. And they are about what the Lord has got to give them. It's a very, very powerful picture, and it shows us where our heart is. If we're more worried about making sure that worship is the style we had this morning, thank you, and are going to have later, and we're more concerned that you know we're not at the church, or we are at the church, or we're not, these are our hats. None of it actually matters. None of it. We need to follow Jesus. We need to put the robe on that He's putting on us. And these hats are man-made things. It's all religion, in the end. It's all. But where is your heart? Is your heart with with Paul, or with Apollos, or with Peter, or is your heart with Jesus? Is your heart with the beacon, with the youth group? With the, now, I'm not saying these aren't good things. Because Paul and Apollos and all the rest of them were good people. But the affiliation is to Jesus. You know, We come naked to be clothed in his righteousness. Please don't all take your clothes off. That would scare me silly, officially. All right, But do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah? So Paul, this is the context into which Paul speaks these words. By the meekness and the gentleness of Christ. Paul is appealing to them and he's appealing to them in the strongest terms and trying to do it in the gentlest way possible by the gentleness and meekness of Christ. The division, actually, is even more astonishing because what Paul is facing here is a group within the church that hate him and are against him. And he comes and says, in the gentleness and the meekness of Christ. You know? The people that hate him, he's coming up to them going, I won't get too close. He's going, I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. But you're wrong. Not that you are, Fred, but you know, <laughs> that's why I picked you. But I, you can love someone and be for them and want the best for them and all the rest of it and still go but you're wrong you're not in the right place you're not in the slipstream I appeal to you I love Paul's humility here and I love the fact the NIV have put the word timid in do you know what the word Paul means do you know what the name Paul means Where, where's he gone what does it do you know what it means little one, little one. clearly right for a tall italian gentleman <laughs> but paul deliberately took that name because he was saying i am he says i'm the least of the apostles he's i think paul has a bit of a problem with pride paul has a bit of a problem with overconfidence and he's trying all the time to step back from that i think paul's a bit of an extrovert actually He's out there and he's in your face, and all the time he's going, Look, actually, I am trying. Forgive me. <laughs> when I'm timid with you. Now, we all have that thing where we hold back face to face and are stronger on email, which is, why, which is why the majority of people who leave churches write emails and don't bother to talk, because they can be bold. <laughs> and I get that. It's still nicer face to face. When I say nicer, I don't mean more comfortable but it's still nicer. It's a weird one, that. but anyway. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be. He's hearing reports. He's hearing reports of what's going on. And part of the problem with hearing reports is it's never the whole picture. So Chris, I've been told twice this week that you're leaving. Did you know that? Not right now. <laughs> but people have heard something. So Chris Chris has gone from being an SSM to being a PTO, haven't you? Yeah? What? A self-supporting minister. So he doesn't get paid, yeah? To being a permission to officiate, which means he doesn't get paid. <laughs> but it's because he's because if he's He's clicked over a year. So somebody at the diocese said, how are you going to cope when Chris retires and leaves? What? Then I realized what was going on. They'd seen a genuine piece of information that said Chris had gone from being an SSM, part of the team, and was now permission to officiate retired clergy. So they then made the assumption off the truth, which was completely, well, I hope, was completely erroneous. Or completely unsubstantiated. Let's put. It. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, we give you permission to be as retired from church as you are from school. All right. <laughs> we'll have a chat later, James. <laughs> but can you see how having the right information can lead to the wrong conclusion? Having the right information can still lead to the wrong conclusion. And I've I've been going around in circles in conversations with people in the last four months, where they've had, but well, the information they have is right, not always complete, but the conclusions are erroneous. So Paul is saying, I hope I hope what I'm hearing is wrong. I'm hoping you're not all being as selfish as I as I hear you are. I hope you're not going to be this party Party spirited disunity try to say that when you've got a couple difficult he's hoping against hope it's not as bad as he thinks but look who he, he's aiming at towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world now it could be that he's having a go at the super spiritual who are accusing the leadership of being too worldly or it could be that he's got people who are putting worldly standards onto the church and of course both are wrong so if we so much of our analysis of what church is and what it should be is worldly church is not a democracy though we talk and we're open you know it's, we, we don't mirror the ways of this world we don't mirror the culture of this world there's lots of stuff in culture as christians we disagree with that doesn't mean we're horrible, it doesn't mean we're closed, it doesn't mean we shut people out, it doesn't mean we're defined by what we're against, it doesn't mean that we're, but we hold a line against whatever it is. And I'm not going to pick a particular topic because you'll focus on that topic rather than the principle. He's saying, stop being worldly. Stop being worldly. And here comes the key, verse 3. though we live in the world we do not wage war as the world does immediately Paul isn't making a case here for spiritual warfare he's not trying to say look there's going to be warfare he's assuming that we know that we live in a war zone he doesn't say if we wage war it's just we wage war or we do not wage war as the world does Living in the world means we're in a war zone. Where does Satan dwell? In the world. Remember, hell is not Satan's home. It's his destination. It's the place of his destruction. It's not where he lives. He doesn't pop out of hell. Satan is the prince of this world. And we, and so he has authority in this world. And all the worldly structures, politics, economics... Sociology, all the human structures around the world, all the cultural structures are demonically inspired. Sorry, I love my football. I've studied politics, I've taught economics. But it's all, you know, we all like capitalism, don't we? Yeah, you know what the guiding hand of the market is selfishness. You know what the cause of all sin is? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? The whole thing. Now, that doesn't mean one is better than the other. Did you know the difference between capitalism and communism? Yes? One is man's inhumanity to man and the other one's just the other way around. Think about it. Thank you for smiling, Steve. Somebody's listening. That's good. But it's, we, we live in this world. Now, we're not to be a highly holy huddle hanging on for heaven. I said that before. We're not to come out of the world that we don't engage. And great, those of us involved in politics, those of us involved in all those things, in business, all this, fabulous. Because we need to be salt and light in those places. But we need to be in those places to change them, not to let them change us. But it's flipping hard, isn't it? Because we get squeezed into, you know? If you've been a teacher long enough, you think like a teacher. If you've been a civil servant long enough, you, you know, it they just carry their culture and it's not I'm not going "Mm -hmm." but stop think if we've been in business long enough we apply those things to church finances or whatever it is it's difficult it's difficult to be to think differently we live in the world but we do not wage war as the world does The world cannot solve our problems. The world cannot solve it. Come on, look at the BBC website, open a newspaper. The world cannot solve our problems. In fact, the world so often makes our problems seem a lot worse than they actually are. And we, as Christians, we can come under that so easily. You know, so easily. When the BBC is shouting, everything is so negative. Inflation is so high. Unemployment's going to be horrible. You're not. If you, if you put your heating on, you're not going to be able to afford it, and you're going to be broken. if you put, don't put your heating on, you're going to die because the, the, the temperature's not high enough. You see that one this weekend? Did it inject fear into you? Did it make you turn the heating on and then worry about not having enough money to pay the bill? It's all. It all injects fear. I gather woolly long johns are making a comeback, so that's fine. Not for me, It's fine. Now, you've now all got an image you really didn't want, haven't you? I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Our worldly thinking about reputation, about power, about finance, just won't cut it. Verse 4 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. The weapons of the world are intellectual debate, counselling. No offence, because all of these are good things. If you're a counsellor, it's a good thing, but it's still a a, a worldly weapon. Counselling is brilliant. Jesus solves the problem. Medicine is brilliant. Jesus solves the problem. Intellectual debate is brilliant. But Jesus is the answer. I'm not saying don't do those things. I'm just saying they're not going to solve our problems. Because they're the weapons of the world. And one of, my, one of the people who's influenced me more than anyone is a guy called Alastair McGrath. Who's one of the best apologists of the last century. So he can intellectually debate with anybody. He was on the same science staff as um, Richard Dawkins. And Alistair went to faith and Dawkins went to faith in not faith. And Alistair can have the debate and hold his own in the science, in everything. But Alistair will tell you what matters is do you know Jesus? Not how big your intellect is. The first lecture, the first talk I heard at Wycliffe when I got trained 25 years ago was it's not what you know. Remember, we're going into Oxford and we're, we're going to be doing... Lectures and stuff with the undergraduates. And the first talk I heard, it's not what you know that matters. It's who you know. And if you don't know Jesus, the next two or three years is going to be a waste of time. I've just come to Oxford. I want to learn loads. Yes, of course. And I went to Oxford and I learned loads. But mainly because Jesus was there. Speaking through some of the lecturers, Speaking to me. Being... all these things are, are good but they're not the answer we wage war with weapons that are not of this world these weapons have divine power they have divine power to demolish strongholds prayer the truth of God the scriptures the Holy Spirit Prophecy, proclamation, praise, worship, revelation. You know the list. Go, go look at Living in Freedom 1 again. It's all there. And it's to demolish strongholds. I've got to be careful here because Wendy's speaking next week on um, the next verse. So I don't really want to go into the next verse. But it does tell you in the next verse what these strongholds are. They're all the pretensions and high thoughts. The strongholds start here. Those of you not looking up, I'm pointing up where I'm hoping my brain is, OK? The pretensions start in the way we think. And the way we think is molded by the worldly experiences we have and the culture that we imbibe. So the strongholds start here. It starts in the way we think. Then that affects the way we feel. Then it affects the way we speak, which affects the way we act, which changes our culture and becomes our values. We think it, we speak it, sorry, we think it, we feel it, we speak it, we do it, we are it. That's why when we get revelation and we want the truth of God, I get you to speak it out because I'm hoping you're now thinking it and beginning to feel it and then you'll do it. And, um, who's into counseling? He isn't here this morning. It's straightforward CBT, that is, cognitive behavioral therapy. In here first, out of there, own it, do it. See, CBT understands how we work, but it's not the answer. Jesus is the... Have you got that yet? Who's the answer? <laughs> well done. But all those other things might help us get to the point where we need to come to Jesus and say, I need you to be the answer in this bit here. Somebody once described to me, freedom prayer to me, as, uh, as CBT with the Holy Spirit in charge. Do you know what? Fine. That's absolutely fine. If, that's what, if that helps you understand it, go for it. And then went home and looked up what CBT No, I didn't know what CBT was. <sighs> what we need to do is take down the strongholds. What you need to do is see it first. The problem is you can't take down what you can't see. Do you remember that Jahiri window thing? Stuff that's open, stuff that's hidden, stuff that we wish was hidden. And then there's stuff that really is hidden because we don't see it, nobody else can see it. That's why we need revelation. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Sometimes to poke us out of the stuff that we, we hide ourselves, we have to own up to, but also to get us to see what is there. Get us to see what is there. So we need revelation. We need to see the demonic activity. And the key thing to the the whole thing here, and this is why we're doing communion this morning, we know when we see the demonic activity, we're halfway there to its stopping. Because he is already defeated. Satan is already defeated by the blood and the body broken on that cross. Jesus has defeated the power of sin, death, and the devil, and the world. The problem we've got is we... Do you, you know that's true, don't you? You know the gospel, don't you? You know that Jesus has won the victory. You know it's he became sin for us. You know he's risen from the dead. You know all that. But do you know you need to apply it in this part of your life? Oh, I didn't realise that part of my life was a problem. You know? the, the greatest one is when people see a spirit of control on them. Because nearly all of them go, I just thought I was organised. And do you know what? Being organised is good, people tell me. That's, she tells me off now. Every time I say that, she goes, You are, you are, you are organised. But being, being over organised and forcing everybody to do it your way is control. And the line between the two is super thin, and it lays in different places for different people. You know, and people can be beautifully relaxed corporately and very controlling in private. It's fascinating. But we need to take it down. So what you see as part of your personality might be a stronghold. But you've seen it as part of the personality. And if you take... If I get rid of that, I'll have, no, I'll have nothing left. Oh, but you will. Because what's underneath is what God has given you, which is beautiful. And the scaffolding you've built on top isn't so pretty. It's, and it's probably based on what Jesus has given you, but you've made it. So he's given you the gift of being organized, the gift of administration, and now you've turned it into the stronghold of control. Mm. See a few people going, oh, help. You know? So we need to see the problem. We need to know that Satan is defeated. And then we just need to act on that. See the demonic, tell the demonic to get lost, go under the feet of Jesus, crush it under our heels, and walk free. Not because I'm brilliant and amazing, but because Jesus has done it all. And Jesus wants me free. The truth you know will set you free. It's got to be the truth you know, the truth you inhabit, the truth you imbibe, the truth you avail yourself of. So should we do something? because there's strongholds over us as a parish, you know? And they've been manifesting in the last few months. Well, do you know what? They've been manifesting in the last few years, if we're honest. (coughs) They've just got a bit more vocal recently. Or we've just got a bit more aware of them. See, one one side of that is not good. It's got more vocal. Hmm. But us being more aware of it is good. Oh. either way the lord's going to work in it i'm going to share with you four things quickly this is a lot of revelation that came on this 24 hours away with the leadership and i'm not going to go in the detail of the revelation i'm not if you could talk to me afterwards you want i'm going to share four strongholds and i'm hoping each one of us will be able to own part of it. And what we're going to do is we're going to do some warrior prayer on those four things, and then we're going to go into worship as the fifth R, as the replacing. And Joe and David and Ethan are going to lead us on. And we're going to do worship and communion. Joe said, how are we going to lead into communion? Oh, it's, it's all going to happen. Communion is pre-consecrated. Don't panic. Chris poured everything out, as so if you can hear my snotty noseness. Chris, Chris has done all that of it, so it's all, it's all clean. And the idea is, we'll do the warfare, and when you're ready in the midst of worship, come and take communion. But the communion is a statement of victory. It's a statement of victory. This is done. This is finished. And it's a statement of unity. Four strongholds. Ready? The first one is the worldly, the worldly attitudes, where we've come under culture. Come on, hands up if you've been affected by worldly culture. If you haven't put your hand up, I'll come around and poke you in the eye. It's all of us, isn't it? So I know we can all own this one. This is the, the hatred of authority, the superiority the religious thing, the entitlements, (coughs) that's number one. Secondly, the idol of comfort. I've got a right for it to be comfortable, to be easy. Uh, We've never had it so good. Economically, this is no worse than it was 50 years ago, probably not as worse. Which you go back further, it was worse before that. Every generation has faced something like this. You'd think you'd think it, you know, it was the worst thing ever. The idol of comfort, I have a right to have enough money, have my heating on all day, every day if I want, to do church the way I want church done. you apply it wherever you want. Idol of comforts. Number three, a fear of man. That's the fear of what other people are thinking and saying. I don't want to look stupid. I won't do that. Or if I if I go to that, what will the people at the group I'm not going to think? You know? If I come to the beacon, what will the what will those at nine o'clock think of me? Or if I go to nine o'clock, will the people at the beacon think of me? It, well, It rubs both ways. It's, it's, I'm not having to go at anybody, in that I'm having to go at everybody. <sighs> yeah, fear of man. And the last one, oh, it's disunity. Yeah, disunity. And that's when we act as individuals and think the one is more important than the one, because it's not. It's not. Tell you what, if I thought the one was more important than the one, I wouldn't be here. I would have gone a long time ago. But this is us. But do you know what? You're worth it from my perspective. But I know you're worth it because he died for you. And who am I to say you're not worth it when he already has? Okay? Worldly attitudes, comfort, fear of man, and disunity. You weren't expecting a couple of those, were you? So, until we stood standing. I'm absolutely serious with this. Anybody want any clarification on those? Have you heard something that you can relate to in each one, or into a couple of them. The point you're going, my worship leaders. Now just walked out the door. <coughs> she, yeah, that's fine, no, you're fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. It was just the panic of watching you go in front of me. <coughs> oh. Let's take a moment. Do this in your own words silently. Lord, I'm sorry where I've conformed to the pattern of this world and not been transformed by the renewing of my... Oh, it's biblical, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Romans 12, 2. I'm sorry where I've let my mind and my speaking and my thinking and my attitude become worldly. I'm sorry where comfort has become an idol expressed through heating, food alcohol the people I spend time with I love the fact last night we had a great sense of unity It's pretty good and all the people that didn't want the services changed I said why can't we do more social things and express our unity that way none of them were there Please, we can't all be everything, but it speaks of something. Because last night was great. That idol of comfort. I'm sorry, Lord. The fear of man, fear of looking stupid. Fear of what other people think. Fear I'm not going to get it right. Fear they're going to think bad things of me. And then the last one, where you've added to the disunity by not showing up, by not being part of, by bad mouthing, by whatever it is, Holy Spirit, convict us of this. So, can we do it after me? Is that all right, Lord? we are sorry, Lord, we, are sorry. We, turn we turn from these things and we turn back to you we, to you. we, take, our we take our heavenly weapons and we're going to demolish these strongholds, demolish these strongholds. Because, of, because, of the of because of the blood of Jesus and his finished work on the cross We stand, we stand in our authority in Christ. Let's, let's say this with det- you. Don't have to shout, just with determination. It's a different thing, isn't it? A real. Mm. We, speak to you of thinking, we speak to you, spirits of worldly thinking, of comfort and fear, of comfort and, fear. and of disunity. And disunity. We bind and rebuke you. We send you, under the feet of Jesus. send you under the feet of Jesus. You are already crushed and defeated. And we crush you under our heel. We declare we have the mind of Christ. We, we, have the mind of Christ. we choose to be obedient to his voice. We declare it's okay, what other think. We it's okay what other people think. We are one. We are, one. We are, spiritual, pioneers. We are spiritual pioneers. As we come, to, don't repeat this, as we come and take the body and blood of Christ, remember he died for you. He gave himself for you. It became sin for you. As we worship in spirit and truth, we are one. And we declare victory in sacrament. And we declare victory in words. Jesus, you are Lord. Let's say that one together. Jesus, you are Lord. When you're ready, as worship goes on, just come take communion. Um, you should be able to work out which one is non alcoholic. We've got bread, wafers, and gluten free wafers. I think we've done everything. Come, Lord Jesus.